say thank you for joining us to those that are watching at home uh, for being willing to keep us safe. Uh, we know that we've had people that uh, have made a conscious decision because they were exposed or they have COVID. And so we are grateful that you stayed at home. Um, uh, but uh, today is a message that a lot of people like to avoid anyway, I'll be honest with you. Um, because as we were talking through this, we said the first message, we were going to be talking about the laying the foundation for this. And the next week we talked about we're going to be ready. Okay. And then, then we talked about that we were going to what? We're going to be consistent. And then we go, we're going to be, last week we talked about what? Being devoted. And then this week, we're going to talk about being generous. And usually when I give you the preview that we're going to be talking about generosity, people are like, I think I got someplace else to be this week. You know, it's just how it goes. Pastor's going to be talking about money. I'm not going to be here. And so uh, it's just kind of how it goes. Next week, uh, I want to, we're going to take a one-week break. Uh, and the reason why we're going to take a one-week break from this is because does anybody know what happens next week? Any, any idea? Valentine's Day is Single Awareness Day, but that does happen in a week as well. There's, there's something else that's going on. It's like the number one rated event ever every year that they play it. The Super Bowl happens next Sunday. And so uh, what we're going to do is uh, years ago, uh, I used to do this. I, I did this message called 30 Second Theology, and I would take commercials, and I would go, this is how you can see God in the commercials. And so uh, next week, we're going to take a quick break, a quick break for us to be able to do that. And so we'll, I don't know how many commercials yet. We're still trying to work through what it's going to look like. Uh, but we're going to do 30 Second Theology. And then after that, we, um, we're actually going to do a Super Bowl get-together. So uh, a, a good friend of ours is getting married. I'm going to go to that wedding. But then we're going to get together at the coffee shop. We're going to watch the Super Bowl, hang out, be able to kick back. If you want to come, we were going to do it here. Uh, but uh, you guys know we, have a, we now have a new partner here in this building. And so uh, we want to make sure that they can continue to be successful and not just... Uh, not just go, hey, you got to go for our Super Bowl party. So we're going to do that over at, uh, so we're going to do some foods and hang out uh, and uh, do that. But anyway, so that's next week. Then we'll go right back into the finishing the last two topics that we have left. I want to, uh, so, but today, though, we're going to start with a, a little different, little different step into this. In 2007, an article in the New York Times came out and said that people are exposed to 5,000 ads a day. 5,000 thousand ads a day that was 2007 today in 2022 you're exposed to 10,000 ads a day you don't even realize it but you're exposed to 10,000 ads a day it could be as simple as you're driving down the road and you see the coca-cola sign you see the next sign you see the forward sign you see these things could be the labels that you see on people's shirts could be all these things 10,000 ads a day it is considerable and see here's the thing there's not one study has ever come out and said this is good for you right it never once has a study come out and said seeing 10,000 ads a day is going to be great for you and see what happens is actually all the studies come out and say that the more ads you see the more miserable you are the more ads you see the more miserable you are anybody in here have you ever watched have you ever gone through, if you're on Instagram or if you're on 
if you're on Facebook, if you're on any of those things, have you gone through and have you seen how many ads that you see every time that you scroll through it? And sometimes you don't even pay attention. You just think it's part of the scroll, but it's there. Every waking moment, you are reminded about what you don't have. Every waking moment, you are reminded about what you don't have. It's kind of a pervasive message. In order for you to be happy, you have to get more. You have to acquire. You have to accumulate. And see, what, you know, there's people out there that, I, that believe that you cannot have a good life without an iPhone or without the new Samsung, whatever it is, without having those new shoes, without having that new purse, without having these new leggings. There's people out there that believe those things. Culture screams at us that it's more blessed to get. Please get more. Get more stuff. Get more things. Your direction in life is determined by the decisions you make and the quality of your decision. And being on an acquisition of goods are not good decisions. See, we talked about in the first week of this, and we kind of said we're going to start pre-deciding some things. So when we're faced with blank, we're going to do, I have pre-decided to do this. So when I'm faced with this, I'm going to do this, whatever it is. So for us, uh, we watch, uh, as we watch TV at our house, we pretty much pay for the additional couple dollars. That makes it to where we have no commercials, right? We watch, any of the shows that we watch pretty much are commercial free, but even then we still see commercials everywhere. At our house, so I'll give you one thing that happens at our house, and it's been pre-decided for me. If you ever watch a TV show at our house and it ever has nudity that starts to happen in it, my wife will get up and walk out of the room, which means that I have to change the channel. It's just simple as that. But it's just simple as that. If nudity starts to happen, it's, it's now we're too. So she has pre-decided that she's not going to allow nudity to be played on any TV in our house. And if it does, she's walking away. Now, it could be anything. It, 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 anything that sexualizes on TV, she's just going, that's not something that I'm going to allow here. And so she's pre-decided. What have you, have you started at the beginning of this? We said that this series, this time, we were going to go through and we were going to set some things in place to make it to where we would make good decisions, not only for this year, that we were going to breathe in some fresh air for the rest of our lives, right? We're just talking, hey, we're starting this at the beginning of the year. We're going to move forward to be able to do things differently as we're moving forward. See, here's the thing. We're going to talk about generosity today. And you have to make a decision that you're going to be generous, right? You have you're, see, here's the thing. You need to understand this. You will never accidentally be generous. It'll never accidentally happen. You're not going to accidentally just go, oh, I just became generous. You'll never accidentally become a tither. It won't happen. You'll never accidentally give, give offerings to the church above and beyond your tithe. It'll never happen. You never accidentally pay your rent, Right? You didn't, oh, I paid rent on accident. Oh, you never accidentally pay your mortgage. You never accidentally buy your groceries. You didn't just show up at, at Walmart or wherever you shop for your groceries and go, oh, I accidentally bought these. I went to walk right out the door with a cart. That's your thief. I mean, if you're a thief, then you just walk out with it. I mean, and then, then, you're, then you've made a decision to at some point go to jail. You pre-decided. You, you have to make a decision You'll never accidentally help fund ministries, right? You'll, you'll never, it won't accidentally happen. You won't accidentally decide to go on a missions trip. You, you, you won't accident, so here's the thing. 
We don't accidentally decide to go have fun, right? We make decisions. We go, I'm going to go out and do this. You won't accidentally decide to go from 10 to 12% in your giving or to go from 15 to 25%. You won't accidentally decide for any of those things. You have to make a predetermined decision to go, this is what we're going to do. You won't accidentally decide to leave an inheritance to your children's children. That's what the scripture tells you to do. And see, you have to make predecisions for that. And this is what we're going to do. And so you have to go, I want to be generous. At the beginning of this, I had you repeat after me. I'm ready. So let's start there. Let's just go. I'm ready. If you're watching at home, type it in. I'm ready. Right? That's, that's your way of repeating after me. I'm ready. Okay? I'm, the next thing, I'm consistent. So we started at that. So in week two of this year, right? So the second, so we, do you, have you been ready since then? And have you been consistent since we talked about being consistent? And then the last week we talked about what? I'm devoted. Have you started to change your shift and go, I need to become more devoted to what God has put before me, the, the, the way that he asked me to walk, the way that he asked me to do this? And then how about this one? Repeat after me. I'm generous. You're not convincing me, right? You, you, you haven't made a decision to go, I'm going to be generous. What you're saying is, Mike, I'm going to say this so that you don't make me repeat it again over and over again. But that's the thing. You have to make a decision and go, I want to be generous. How about that? Let's try this. I want to be generous. Mm, see? Right? See, here's how our mindset works, though. Here's how our mindset works. When I have more, I'll give more. That's how our minds work. When I have more, I'll give more. And that's not how generous people think, by the way. That's not how generous people think. Because then you're thinking out of abundance. Uh, when I have more, I'll give more. See, generosity is not about what you have or what you don't have. It's about your heart. It's not about what you have. It's about, what, it, it's about your heart, where you're at. See, here's the thing. I know poor people that are stingy. Right? And I know rich people that are generous. But here's the opposite side of this. I know rich people that are stingy, and I know poor people that are generous. It's just how it is. See, you have to figure out what you're going to do. You have to figure out how you're going to be. Am I going to be generous? Am I going to be generous with my finances, my time, with all the things I have going on? Or am I going to continue to be stingy like I've always been? We always worry about this. So here's the thing that you have to do. You have to learn how to be generous now. If you're not generous now, when you get more, you won't be later, right? You, will, you won't be. If you're not generous today, when you get more things, you won't be generous then either. So if you're stingy today, when you get more money, you'll be stingy then. If you're stingy, it's just that it's not going to change it. See, here's what it says. Jesus comes out in this parable in Luke 12. And there's this rich man, and he has a big harvest. And what does he do? He goes, there's not enough room to store this in my barns. You know, and see, he has an opportunity to be generous like he's never been before. He can give like he's never gave before. He can do these things. You know what the rich man did? He did as he had always done. Here's what it says in Luke 12, verses 18 and 19. It says, then he said, I know what I'll do. I'll tear down my barn, and I'll build bigger ones. Then I'll have enough room to store all of my wheat and other goods. I'll sit back and say to myself, my friend, you have enough stored away for years to come. Now take it easy, eat, drink, and be merry. Isn't that what we want? 
Isn't that what all of us really want? We want to be able to go to the bank. We want to be able to go in, go to our bank account, see millions of dollars in there and go, I got enough. I can go eat, drink, and be merry. I don't have to worry about anything else. It, it, we don't, it, it, that's where we get to. See, more money doesn't make you more generous. It just makes you more of what you already are. If you're already a terrible spender, more money will make you spend even more money terribly. It's just how it goes. If you want to be generous when you have more, you have to learn to be generous when you have less. You see, you just, that's the mindset that you have to be in. If you want to be generous when you have more, you have to learn to be generous when you have less. There's two qualities of generous people. Number one, generous people plan to be generous. There's, two, there's these two qualities. Generous people plan to be generous. That's what they do. See, and I know that some of us, by the way, that's the next blank, that's the next slide. Generous people plan to be generous. See, and see, most of us, we go, I thought that generosity was random acts of kindness. We're, we're blessing people. That's me being generous. I show up. I give some money to the guy on the corner. I help buy some of these groceries. I, you know, I, I, I pay for the car behind me in the drive-thru. That's being generous. No, that is actually giving, right? That's actually what you're doing. You're just giving money away. See, that's how most people see it most of the time. What happens is you see a need, you feel sorry, you see some sad pictures of a dog in a kennel starving to death, you see some kids in Africa where all of a sudden the, the fly walks across their eyeball, not their eyelid, but their actual eyeball, and you're like, oh my God, what, I've got to help. I've got to give this $20 a month to buy their bag of rice. What am I going to do here? That is, is a fundraiser. That is, it motivates you. It guilts you. That is not generosity. That is far from generosity. That is you being motivated by guilt. That is you being motivated to, to do something that makes it to where you're like, oh, I got to do something about that. And then, do you know the reason why they play those commercials all the time? Do you think that if everybody in America was to pay their $25 a month and pay for a bag of rice for every kid in Africa that was starving, do you, don't you think that by now they'd stop asking for it? Right? So here's the thing. Your spontaneity, your, your generosity wears out after about 120 days. That's the reason why they have to send you another letter. They have to send you another letter. Hey, your subscription ran out. Hey, you stopped giving. Hey, we need to have you. Because about after 120 days, you stop feeling guilty. That's just how it goes. Your spontaneous giving has now turned into, I don't need to do that anymore. I've given it up. That's giving, not generosity. See, be clear, giving is good. We should want to do it. That is not generosity. Generosity is a shift. See, see, generous people don't need to be guilted or inspired. You should know that right now. Generous people do not need to be guilted or inspired. Generous people are not reactive. They don't just see a need and give extra money to it. They have already prompted and they have a plan for what they're going to do for it. They, they are planning for it. They, they, it's like they go, okay, this is what I have available to be generous with. This is what I'm going to do with it. They have a plan. See, here's what it says in Isaiah 32, 8. And if you're going to be talking about small groups this week, if you're going to be doing anything like that, here is the verse that you should write down, highlight, whatever you need to do, make it to ingrain it in your brain. But generous people plan to do what is generous, and they stand firm in their generosity, right? So 
Let's go back and look at this again. But generous people plan to do what is generous, and they stand firm in their generosity. They don't change it based upon whatever happens. They don't look and go, hey, this is what's going to... They stand firm. This is what we do. They're not wanting more. They're not looking for excuses. They're not looking and go, what am I going to do? Who am I going to bless? They already know. They have a plan. See, most of us have a plan. In our, in our minds, we have a plan to consume. You know, you'll go out when you make a plan to consume. You're going to want it. You'll go research it. You'll look for a deal. You'll find a coupon. You'll save up. You'll spend now. You'll pay for it. That's a plan. You have to do the same thing with your generosity. You have to go, this is what I want to do. This is, see, generous people don't plan to consume. Generous people plan to give. That's what we have to do. We have to be in a planning stage of going, how's this what I'm going to do? See, generous strategically and prayerfully design their life around generous, being generous, being generosity. It's not spontaneity. It's not emotional. It's not random. And it's not inconsistent. It's a planned decision. This is what I'm going to do. And I know that you may be going, I'm not a planner. I'm not a financial guru. I'm not any of these things. But see, you have a financial plan. All of you have a financial plan. Everybody watching online, you have a financial plan. It may not be a good plan, but you have a plan. It may not be written, but you have a plan. Everybody has a financial plan. If you have money coming in, you're planning on how to spend it. You may be going, okay, I need to pay rent. I need to pay my mortgage. I got to pay the light bill. I got to do this. I got to do that. I got to buy groceries. You are making a plan on how to spend your money. That's just what you're doing. Everybody does it. Now, it may not be good. It may not be biblical, but you're doing it. Most of us, we spend before we make it. We lack margin. And, we have, and what happens is we end up worrying more because we don't have any margin. It's not a money problem, by the way. It's a spiritual problem. I'm going to tell you that now. The, the worry, all that stuff, it's not a money problem. It's a spiritual problem. So you trust things more than you trust God. That's just how it goes. You're trusting in all these other things, and you're going, God, I, I, I just... You see, generous people break the cycle, and they put God first. That's what they do. They go, I'm going to put God first. I'm going to seek your kingdom first. I'm going to seek you first. And, and people that we, in, in, the, in the Old Testament, they called this principle a tithe, right? You know, we hear this all the time. It's actually a masseur. M-A-A-S-E-R. A masseur is what it's called, and that's 10%. That's what they refer to it in the Bible. And it says here in Malachi 3.10, it says, bring in the tithe into the storehouse that there may be food in my house. See, here's the thing. When you get to this place, when you, get to, when you look at the church now, we go, hey, we have plenty of stuff. We have lots of things going on. We're giving away food distribution. But I will tell you right now, when you start to look at it, our coffers are getting bare because we're not being consistent. As a group of people that are in the church right now, we're not being consistent in what God has told us to do. We need to be consistent in our giving, giving in our giving. We need to be consistent in what we're doing, giving in how we're going to be generous, how we're going to be doing this. And it tells us that when we trust God, it says, and then he's also referring the same thing to you. See, a lot changes when you do what God has asked us to do. See, you go, I'm going to have to do so much. Yes, you have to rearrange your life around God. And it's not impossible. It's possible. You just have to be ready to do this. He says, test me in this, says the Lord Almighty, and see if I will not throw open the floodgates of heaven 
and pour out a blessing so much that there will be room enough to store it. And so we ask you, we tell you, hey, take the three-month tithe challenge. It's actually in the back, in the seat back in front of you. It's probably the third card up. And we'll refund you your money after giving God a test. But it's not just about giving. Hey, see, that's the problem. We get to this mindset and we go, I'm just going to give. I'm going to give my 10%, but I'm not going to do everything else that God has asked me to do. I'm not going to, I'm not going to spend time in scripture. I'm not going to spend time in, in prayer. I'm not going to spend time in, in fellowship with others. I'm not going to spend time devoted to the apostles teaching. I'm not going to spend time doing all the things that God has asked me to do. I'm not going to spend time breaking bread. I'm just going to give money and just see if God blesses me. That's prosperity gospel. That's not what God has actually intended for our lives. And so we sit there and go, God, why isn't this happening? Why isn't this going on? Why am I struggling here? The reason why is because we're not doing all the things that God has asked us to do. He said, I want you to give. I want you to be generous. I want you to love. I want you to do these things. And yet we're going, well, I'll be this one thing, but I'm not going to do the rest. I love my stuff too much in order to do that. I have these things. I have to. He says, test me. See if I don't provide. It's not prosperity gospel. And we have this mindset where we forget that God does not promise you steak and lobster. He just says that I'll provide for you. I'll be there. I'll take care of you. It may be that you have to figure out how to grow tomatoes in the backyard. You may have to figure out how to do something else. You may have to live on, do you know a bag, a 50-pound bag of rice? Right now, I walked through the Sands Club, I saw it yesterday. A 50-pound bag of rice is $26.94. 30 bucks. Do you know how much money, do you know how much feeding you can do with a 50-pack bag of rice? So, and I know, you should also know something, that the diet that we consume here is probably killing us much faster than the rice that they consume in most of the Asian continent, right? Do you know that the longest people, the, the people that live the longest are living on that continent? Do you know what their diet mostly consists of? Rice. It's the, no, every meal has rice. I walked into McDonald's. Guess what's served at McDonald's? Rice. They don't have French fries. You want a Big Mac? Here's your side of rice. I, I, I'm not playing, by the way. That's exactly what it was. I walked in there like, here you go. I was like, do you have French fries? They're like, nope. I was like, not even special order? Nope. I was like, is this actually hamburger meat? <laughs> you know? <laughs> nope. See, Scripture tells us that it's more blessed to give, right? And so we have to change our lives. We have to set our lives up so that we can actually do the giving that God has said, I want you to do. We have to, we, you see, here's the problem. <laughs> we have to change the cycle from spending more than having a lack and then going into worry to giving God blesses and then builds our faith. That's what we have to do. We have to change that mindset. I, I, so, and, I, and I'll tell you that you may not believe this, but it truly works, okay? I, I'm not a prosperity gospel person, but here's the thing. Melissa and I, we weren't giving at all for years and years prior to, I'd say, 15 years ago. Melissa wanted to give. I was like, uh-uh-uh, they got enough money coming in. That's the church. They got plenty of money coming. And so she's being very clear over there. She's like, everybody should know that was Mike's choice. I wanted to give everything we had to the church. Here, they can have it all. Right? That's, that's what she wants. She wants everybody to know. She said, you can especially take these kids. You can take everything. You know? So, so, but, so here's the thing, is that 
all through that time, we struggled. Like, we struggled with worry. We struggled with finances. We, and to top it off, I was making almost $100,000 a year. I was making good money. The salon was doing well. And we were still struggling. We were renting an apartment up in Vacaville. It, was, it sucked. I was like, what is, I make good money. What is going on here? Whole shift in perspective. We started giving. We started putting God first. We started doing what God has asked us to do. God, it, it, we, we rearranged our lives. I actually stopped working at the job that I was making $100,000 a year at. Took a job making nothing. Zero dollars. And yet, during that time, we bought a house. We went on more vacations than I've ever gone on. I drive a nicer car, not now, but I drive a nicer car than I ever did prior. I, I, went, from, I went from not having all the things I wanted and worrying about things to now, uh, we, God has blessed it. We put him first. We surround everything about it. We go, I don't, so, and I'm not legalistic about it. If money comes in, I don't go, oh, well, there's $100. Let me send $10 to the church. I don't do that. But I'm just consistent in my giving. I'm consisting in what is, this is what it's going to be. I've made this decision to be generous. 10% of what comes in, we give. That's just how it goes. When something comes up and we need to buy something, we buy it. We don't look for reimbursement. We don't look for any of those things. We just continue to go, God's going to provide. And guess what? God's provided us. Uh, you know, one year, um, one year we were, <laughs> we had no money. Well, we were being consistent in our giving. We were being consistent in all the things we were doing. We had nothing. And I know that this is one of those things that you look at and go, well, God just happened to work through. The, but all of a sudden we go to our mailbox open up the mailbox, and there was a $5,000 check from my grandfather, and it said, bless the kids with Christmas this year. That's what it said. We weren't going to be able to do Christmas. We had no money for it. And we, were, and, and we accepted that. We were like, okay, well, we'll do something very small. Our kids will get it. They understand. And we accepted that. And all of a sudden, that showed up. You're like, well, wait a minute. Let's take them to Disneyland. Let's go off and do something fun. Let's have a, let's have, and that's exactly what we did. We packed up all three kids, and we took it. This is when this is when Aubrey was young and she was still living at home, and we took her for, we took them all to uh, to Disneyland for Christmas and her birthday. Because her, in case you didn't know, her birthday is December twenty seventh. What sucks having a birthday on Christmas day after Christmas, you know, it sucks, right? Because everybody goes, here's your Christmas present and your birthday present, you know. So, sucked. So, but it made it to where we could do. It, it's just, and I'm not saying that that's going to happen every year, and I'm not, I, I, but. <laughs> something happens like that every year. Something goes along with that. You know, here's even when our tax return, so it used to be, well, we used to get a big tax return, you know, and then all of a sudden we would go, okay, it's time to give 10% off of that. Because it was part of our increase. We would just give. We would just go, here you go, God, this is, this is what we're, our, we were just being obedient. And this, and see, that's the problem is that we had already planned that everything that comes in, we're going to do that. It wasn't one of those things, should we do this? I never once asked my wife, hey, I'm thinking about giving this to the church. What do you think? And her to go, uh-uh, that's my, that's my wallet money. That's my purse money. That's my leggings money. <laughs> never, ever once. Never once. It's always like, that's what we were supposed to do. That's what we, that's what we committed to doing. That's, we've already pre-decided that. But what have you pre-decided? Have you pre-decided? Just give you an instance. Most of you are going to get a tax return. Not all of you. Most of you. Some of you are going to be like, oh, I've got to pay some taxes, Mike. You know, and so I understand. But most of you are going to get a tax return. What have you pre-decided to do with that funds? Some of you have already made some money to spend, right? You're like, I'm going to get that new PlayStation 5. I'm going to get this new Xbox. I'm going to get these new video games. 
You've already predecided. You already know what you're going to do. Some of you, maybe I'm going to get caught up on rent. I'm going to get my mortgage caught up. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. You've already predecided. Why haven't you predecided to put God number one? Why haven't you done that? Why have you said, I'll trust you with my salvation. I'll trust you with my heart. I'll trust you that you're going to give me eternal life. But with my wallet, mm, ooh, no, 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 no. You're basically saying God doesn't know how to spend money. That's what you're saying. Oh, you don't know what you're doing up there, God. The books are way, way funky up there. I don't understand it. That's where we're at. See, we give God our first and our best, and we trust him to bless the rest. We give God our first and our best, and we trust him to bless the rest. So you have to plan. So it starts with the tithe. That's where it starts. And so I know this is like when everybody gets up, Mike's swearing in church. I got to go. It starts with the tithe. That's what we have to do. That's what we start. By the way, <laughs> so here I want to tell you something I need to confess to my, uh, to my, own, my own issues here. So if you ever read the Bible and you look at what, if you look at what Jesus has taught about, and you just start in Matthew and you go all the way through, Jesus talked more about money than he talked about love than he talked about anything else. The number one thing that he talked about was money because that was the thing that separated us the most, is our finances. He goes, you can't do these things. And so for me, I need to confess, I don't teach you enough about money, right? I don't teach on the topic enough about money because I'm afraid that you're going to go, I'm not going to show up to church that week, just like we see now. we got people that are watching at home, listening half in because they're like, oh, you're still talking about money? All right, I'll come back next week. That's what happens. This is the hardest thing. Jesus talked about it so much because so many people turned him off at that point as well. There, there was a period when people were, when he would be talking about money and, and people started walking away from Jesus. Could you imagine walking away from Jesus because he started saying, hey, you need to get your money right. That's, you need to get this right because this is what's going to keep you out of heaven. That's literally what he said. And people, and it says that the crowd walked away. The crowd walked away. That's how much that it actually affects you. That people walk away from Jesus because of money. <laughs> Here's the thing. <laughs> I told a joke yesterday. I can't tell it now because it would be really bad. But I want you to understand. So it, it was good for the guys. It wasn't, it's not good for everybody. <laughs> but it, as, you're, as, you, as you sit there and you think about this, I want you to think, at the beginning of this year, we talked about that hell is a real place that real people go to. And we, and we talked about the, the, the burning and the torment and the destruction and all that is happening there. And are you going to let money be what keeps you from going to the, is, 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 is that what you're going to be like? Oh, man, this, this brand new PlayStation 5 is raw. You're going you're gonna to go to hell because you decided to put that before God. That's okay. I'll have this with me. You know, you don't get to take it with you, right? You, you know that, right? Yeah, I just want you, to, I want you to understand that. And I'm not saying, and here's the thing, I don't want to guilt you. I'm not going to do that at all. What I want you to do is be aware of where you're prioritizing your money at. What are you doing? Where are you prioritizing your time? I talked about this yesterday, and just kind of give you a simple illusion. So if you guys know my wife at all, my wife hates to read, right? Hates it. Like, she'll just tell you. Like, it's not like she can't read. It's not like she goes, she has to stutter through a word or something like that. That's not what we're saying here. She just does not like to read. She just, as she picks up a book, she gets about a page into it, and she's like, it's ready for nap time. And, and, and out she goes, right? And that's just how it is. And so here's the thing. At the beginning of this year, we started a 21-day prayer and fasting. And for her, she gave up soda, 
and she gave up social media. And in order to fill in the social media time, she picked up a book. And so in between that 21 days, so the start of that, and actually as of yesterday, because she didn't stop reading the books through this time, she's pounded down five of them, right? Four? Four. She's into the Four books, for my, by the way, that's like a tremendous record for my wife all of her life. She's never read four books in the process of a month. I'm serious, by the way. Four books in a month. So even when she was in school, it was like she never read through four books. Like, like hey, you got to read through all this. And she was like, she's like, somebody's going to read it for me, not me, you know. And that's just how it was. And so here's the thing. When we make a plan, when we go, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to take this away. I'm going to do what I need to do here. All of a sudden, you'll find that all the math works out. It, it just does. It works out. You have to plan. It starts with the tithe. And it grows from there. And it's not accidental. You're not going to accidentally start tithing. You're not going to accidentally start giving an extra $50 a month. You're not going to accidentally start additional 1%. You're not going to accidentally give a portion of your tax return. You're not going to accidentally give 50% profit from your business. It's not going to accidentally happen. You have to do it. You have to go, I will pre-decide. This is what I'm going to do. So, uh, generous people plan to be generous. Number two, generous people always round up. Generous people round up. And so here's what it says in Proverbs 20, 21, verse 26. It says, all day long, the lazy and selfish craves and craves, but the righteous gives and does not hold back. So that's, that's Solomon saying that. So Solomon puts this out. And we're just going to give you the six things. Let's just start looking at the scripture. We're going to jump through these really fast because I'm running out of time. The good Samaritan, a man comes along, he comes along, a man that's beaten left on the side of the road. Road. He gives him oil. He takes him to a hotel. And he doesn't just say, hey, good luck, buddy. See you later. What he does is he says the next day he handed the innkeeper two silver coins telling him, take care of this man. And if the bill runs higher than this, I'll pay you the next time I'm here. It's a roundup. So two silver coins would probably get you a month at a hotel. So, so what you're looking at is he's going, I need to take care of this. I need to help this. Zachariah, when you see this, the wee little man that we talk about, he climbs a tree. And he says, having cheated anybody out of anything, I will pay back four times the amount. I'm not just going to pay you back what I owe you, but I'm going to pay you back four times. It's a round up. You know, see, 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 Jesus says someone demands your shirt, ask for your shirt, give them your jacket as well. Here you go. If somebody asks you to walk a mile with them, walk two with them. It's what it says to do. So when you give a tip, when you, you know how I give a tip at a restaurant, by the way, just because I'm, I'm kind of a little weird with it. When I write, so here's what I do. I always make it even, right? I go, I'm not going to just put, you know, like, hey, the meal's 10 bucks. Here's, you know, so I always make it even all the way across. I round up. I make it even. So I'm going to do the math. If it's 68 cents, then well, here, you're going to actually get a couple more pennies on top of that in order to make it to where it's from this, and then I'm going to put my tip on top of that. I always round up. You know, <laughs> same thing. I, I always like to round up when it comes to my meal, too. I always want them to add on dessert. Round that bad boy up, you know. I mean, just kind of make it good. You know, and, and see, that's what you have to do. We had somebody that came and did work on our house. They came in, they said, they, uh, they fixed our roof, right? This is years before our, our roof was replaced. They came in, put some new tiles on the roof, and uh, he was like, hey, that's going to take care of you for a couple years. You don't have to worry about it. And I said, well, what do I owe you? And he goes, you don't owe me anything. You don't, you don't, I, I, he thought it was my joy to come and do this. And so what I did is I went to the grocery store. I got a gift card for a restaurant, 
and I gave it to him, I knew that his time was valuable, and I knew that he wanted to bless me, but I also wanted to bless him. I, you, have to, you have to have a generous heart. Just because somebody says that it's free, it's never free, by the way. Never, ever free. You can take it for granted. You can do whatever, but it becomes easier to be able to be a blessing back to them. To be generous. Love on somebody. Hey, this is free. Great. Can I, can I, what can I help do for you? How can I help share this with you? How can I help give this to somebody else? How can I, what can I do? It's not just random giving. It's not. Or it's not just waiting for more. And see, that's the problem. We have this mindset where we go, I'm just going to wait for more. I'm going to have random giving. And that's what we do. We have to make a plan and we have to always round up. Oh, 